1: and our friends at podswag.com have gotten an incredible promotion for you right now when you purchase any of our glassware such as pint glasses or la pub glasses you'll get 30% off that's right 30% off on all of our glassware which is the lifeblood for all our daddy sodas and la shit so take advantage of this deal while you can because supplies won't last once they're gone they're gone so the glassware that we have available at podswag.com slash Busted open, that's it. So when they're sold, you ain't gonna see them again. So make sure you go to podswag.com slash bust open. I am drinking currently out of my busted open bully ray glass. Nice. So I'm drink I'm drinking out of that. So and and, and then once the show is over, maybe even before The show is over. I have my Stone Cold Steve Austin's Broken Skull IPA, and I'll be drinking that out of my uh, LaGreca Daddy Soda pub glass. Make sure you get them right now at Potswag.com slash Busted Open and get 30% off. This is the Busted Open
2: Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156.
1: Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, myself and Bully Ray talk about the big main event we're going to see, night number two of WrestleMania, and that is Cody and Roman. How are you feeling about Cody only days away from WrestleMania out in L.A. Also, we get into Rey Mysterio and Dom and how it is completely relatable and one of the best stories going on right now in the WWE. And right before Stand and Deliver, we talk to who may be your NXT champion coming out of this weekend, and that's Carmelo Hayes right now on the Busted Open Podcast. There were some good things that happened on Monday Night Raw last night. But to your point, Bully, the best thing about Monday Night Raw last night was the Goodfellas parody of the Bloodline promoting WrestleMania this weekend. That, I mean, I've already watched it about three times this morning. Uh, go to at Busted Open Radio. We kind of do our, our own Goodfellas parody as well. But uh, that was definitely the highlight of the show last night.
3: Uh, and I'd like to dedicate this morning's Busted Open to Solo Sokoa, who stole the show last night. And not necessarily because of his match with Cody, but because of the part that he played in the Goodfellas parody. Solo was awesome last night. And you picked up your the old Twitter machine after that Goodfellas uh, parody was done. You could hear everybody touting Solo and how great of a job he did, not only from speaking his first words, but just for that absolutely stoic look on his face at the end of the parody when he calls out Roman. And I'm wondering if that was like, you know, a sign of things to come in the future, just the way Solo called out Roman. It's going to be interesting to see what happens within the family, within the bloodline in the months to come.
1: I mean, you know, when, Roman takes the bottle and smashes it over the waiter's head, and said like, "Yeah, just last week he was asking me for WrestleMania tickets." And but even there, like Solo is like you just see him like just nonchalantly like wipe the glass, you know, off of his jacket. Like I, I do, it it was it was perfect, and like a lot of the parodies that they've been doing because they did it the last time, you know that that they were out in L.A. for WrestleMania they did the parodies. I think this was the best one overall that the company has ever done. There is
3: no doubt that the Goodfellas parody that the Bloodline did last night was, in my eyes, the most entertaining one. I liked the Austin one. Uh, I liked the Triple H and Flair one just because Flair stole the scene at the <laughs> end of it, like riding in on the donkey. Oh, the, uh, the Braveheart
1: one? <laughs> yeah, the, oh the Braveheart my God, one. That's amazing, yes.
3: But the bloodline uh, doing the doing fellas was, was absolutely perfect. Loved it. I'm sure everybody else loved it. I'm not even going to ask the nation what they thought about it this morning because I think we're, it's an overwhelmingly positive um, review. And we would just be flooding the phone lines with people going, I loved it, I loved it, I loved it. So, yeah, thumbs up from me. Thumbs up from you. We're like the Siskel and Ebert of pro wrestling. And that's it.
1: And that's yeah, that. And there's I, nothing no. you can do about it. <laughs> but I will say this. And you're right. You know, on social media, everybody loved it. But the one thing that shocked me, and I'm not even going to mention names, Bully, because these people, I think, would get flocked with messages if I actually called these people out by name. But I was shocked by the amount of people that had never watched Goodfellas before. I mean, Oh, you how? called somebody out last night. The oh sap Sean Ross Sapp, yeah, the Sean sap Ross Sapp. I did call him out. I called him out. I, I, and I, and
3: I actually. Cursed. What kind of schmuck doesn't watch Goodfellas or Rocky? Oh, those two
1: morons. <laughs> Thank you, Dave. I mean, I, I listen. Now you're going back to old news with Punk saying he's never watched a Rocky movie. I, I'm sorry, you take a hit if you've never seen a Rocky like that is. I don't know what's worse, what's worse, pulley never seeing a rocky movie or never seeing Goodfellas? it's probably never seeing a rocky movie yeah because right? this, five, this what this the thirty seven of them out right I mean you gotta factor in you gotta factor in Rocky one rocky two rocky three Rocky four Rocky five Rocky Balboa Creed one Creed two Creed three like there's a lot of Rockies like that's a lot of rocky movies now with Goodfellas, and then to say, and then, and then, to, movie, say, like, and then to call somebody's idea the stupid
3: Rocky Three idea, like when wrestlers talk about how to build certain stories within matches. Excuse me, we always talk about Rocky One or Rocky Three, and using Rocky Three as a reference as to how you want to build a match is a good way to to build a match. And to tell somebody that that idea is stupid, well, sir, I have only one thing to
1: say to you. Good day. <sighs> Good, day. Good day. Good day, sir. sir. <laughs> it's it's crazy. I mean, you know, we'll see. We got so much to get into, but you know, Ronda Rousey and Liv Morgan, John Moxley and CM Punk, like you know, once again. You know, Twitter or, you know, we've talked about this before. There's so much more interesting things going on in the Twitter universe. And on you know, it's, it's crazy. But, like, man, I, 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 we could do a week's worth of shows on what's going on with AEW right now. But it would be – and we may. But it would be disrespectful to the week that is WrestleMania week and what we saw last night on Monday Night Raw, Bully, because last night – was the last Monday Night Raw before we go to LA for WrestleMania's night number one and night number two. So, Bully, let me ask you, did you think the WWE did a good job uh, with their go-home show for Monday Night Raw? And did you get excited or more excited for WrestleMania after watching last night's show?
3: That was the question that I was going to ask you this morning. If, if you had not bought a ticket for WrestleMania yet, or if you had not, decided to watch it on peacock would last night's show made you do either of the two choices
1: I think they did that last week for me especially with Cody and Roman I don't know if I necessarily think that last night's show would make somebody who hasn't already bought a ticket buy a ticket but it did it did get me more a little bit more interested um I, in what say, in what particular it, match I you know what? You know what match actually grabbed me, and maybe it's a morbid curiosity bully, but it's it's the damage control. Trish, Lita, and Becky last night actually they threw a just a little tiny doubt about that match that actually for the first time ever got me a little interested in that match this weekend. What doubt did they throw in there? Is Damage, damage Control going to stay together? And also, uh, The Miz asked a question during that sit-down about, you know, kind of being like Becky's like lackeys, so to speak. And Lita spoke up, and Trish didn't. And her silence, I thought, spoke volumes. Maybe, maybe not. But those two little things got me a little bit more interested in that match because I got to tell you, I was not interested in that match at all. And another thing that they did last night that got me a little interested in the match was Asuka and Bianca Belair. That package for Asuka got me excited for that match. And I actually tweeted out that that package, that two-minute package, did more than the last three months of Asuka on Monday Night Raw. 1,000%. I thought the same thing. I wasn't on Twitter
3: last night really that much, if at all. But once I saw the package on Asuka, I was like, man where was more of this yeah. this whole time? Because I'm I'm reinvested in her, and that is the beauty of the WWE. When they want to get somebody over, they don't need, need more than three minutes in a really slick package to do so. So, yes, I do understand why you would be more invested in Asuka. I, I'm not really... I'm not invested in the six-woman match at, at, at all. I wish I was but I'm really not. Hopefully they pull it off and they have a, a good match with a decent story. And, and if last night's show, I thought last night was a good show. It didn't make me want to see Mania more or less. I wanted to see Mania this whole time. And one of the the, the discussions that I wanted to to have with you is based off some of the shows that aired this past Sunday. More specifically, the Yokozuna special. And you might be saying to yourself, well, what does Yokozuna have to do with WrestleMania this year? And how the Yokozuna special led into the rivalry between Roman and Brock. Dave, I got to tell you, after watching the Yokozuna special and seeing what Yoko meant to that family and being reminded once again of what that was, family means to the wwe and then that rolling right into the rivalry of brock and roman and see how roman first began and what happened to him at the royal rumble 2015 and how he was able to battle back from that adversity battle back from the leukemia battle back from the covid times to become the head of the, you know, to, to, to shake the moniker of the big dog off to crown himself the head of the table, to look the way he does. Now a a very different Roman reigns aesthetically right now, a more hardened chiseled, worn, matured Roman reigns. I'm, what I'm saying, Dave, is after watching all of the, these two shows about this family and how Roman started and how he came up and what he's overcome and what he means to those championships now, I'm not quite sure that Cody Rhodes is the right guy to defeat Roman Reigns at Ro- WrestleMania.
1: It's, it's, it's interesting you said that, Bully, because... After watching that Yokozuna bio on a and I have to agree with you. Seeing how much that family is and how important it is to the company and how important that they are. And also, I was, I was thinking back to like five years ago. Five years ago, Roman wasn't wrestling. Roman was fighting leukemia. And we all thought if he ever comes back, he's going to be the biggest babyface wrestler ever. You know, he comes back, you know, because the WWE was pushing him to be that babyface to kind of, you know, I guess replace John Cena in a way. And it just never took off. But we're like, man, if he battles back and is able to get back into a ring, he's going to be the biggest babyface ever. Would you have ever imagined Bully five years ago when he was battling leukemia that he would come back and be where he is right now? When I say that, meaning that I'm not just talking about being a champion and being at the top of the show. I'm talking about like being a heel and being booed because that's basically what happens every time Roman steps into and steps into the ring. I'm not saying I'm losing confidence in Cody Rhodes. I still think, you know, if you said to me, Dave, you have to make a choice, I'm probably still choosing Cody but there's, there's more doubt in my mind than ever before. And, Bully, I think that's the beauty of what we're going to see on Sunday in that main event at WrestleMania. I honestly don't know what's going to happen in that match. I really don't. You can make a case that you could have one of the best WrestleMania moments ever if Cody beats Roman. You can make the case, and I have, that Cody could be the face of Of this company moving forward. But man you can make as strong of a case. That Roman needs to hold on to those championships. And we need to see this journey continue. And where this journey could lead us. Bully. You know me bully. There's probably no bigger Cody fan that you know than me. Even now. Right now as we speak. Four days before WrestleMania. I got to tell you. I'm back to being 50-50 on this. I really am. And this
3: is the first time I'm hearing you take your foot off of the Cody gas pedal. And I'm actually proud of you because you're not letting your blind fandom um, affect your opinions. We've talked about the reasons for Roman to drop the championship or for Cody to be more importantly for Cody to become the champion. And I have said that we can't put a championship on Cody right now. If the reasoning is, well, if not, if, if, if not Cody, then who, I don't think that's a good enough reason because the, the, the universal champion right now is probably one of the greatest universal champions that the WWE has ever had. And I can t- tell you on from first-hand information from some of the most respected people in the WWE that the work that Roman Reigns is doing right now is being revered throughout the company. I'm not going to tell you who my sources are or who I spoke to. But trust me when I tell you, I never lie to you on the air. You and more importantly, uh our fan base, the nation. There are rave reviews coming back for Roman Reigns and what he means to that place. There are good reviews coming back from, for Cody. But as far as Cody being the guy right now, the guy. You get all these people on social media who, like, you know, you get your Cody fans who are like, well, you know, oh, oh Bubba doesn't like Cody uh, or they're burying Cody or they don't think Cody's the right guy. People, this is business right now. This is the highest level of business. This is DEFCON one-level business in the WWE when it comes to defeating a champion or taking a championship off of a champion that we mention in the same breath And sentence as Bruno San Martino.
1: I think Roman as champion is even bigger than when John Cena was champion. And let me explain why. We saw in the journey with John Cena, John Cena dropped that title many, many times. You know, we've seen other people hold that title. And then John Cena would fight his way back and win the title back. I agree with you, Bully. When you compare this reign of Roman, this is comparable to Hogan's run in the 80s and Bruno Sammartino's run because those runs meant everything. When when Bruno Sammartino lost the title to Ivan Koloff, it was a shock. Like, oh my God, nobody could believe it. When Hogan dropped the title, the Ultimate Warrior, nobody could believe it. This is on that same plane. Nobody has done more for these. Cha- you, ha- bully. I, I don't. I don't hesitate when I'm. You have to go back to Hogan. You have to go Dave, back to Hogan.
3: Dave, I want to talk about, and I agree with you. I want. I'm going to give you three examples of depth of character, and I want you to tell me which character has more depth. John Cena. Cody Rhodes, Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns. Dave, have you figured out who Roman Reigns is yet? I mean, we know that they're <clears throat> the bloodline, <clears throat> sorry, is like the Godfather or like we saw last night, Goodfellas. It has a very Mafia-esque undertone. But do you know who Roman Reigns truly is? Do you
1: know who this character is really based off of? No, I I feel like in a lot of ways, Bully, we're just scratching the surface of who Roman Reigns is.
3: But I finally figured it out. It's Marlon Brando in Apocalypse Now. That's who Roman Reigns is. And think of the depth of that character of Brando in Apocalypse Now. Cody, I don't want to say one dimensional, but what you see is what you get with Cody. Yes. Yeah. He's, he's your typical pro wrestling baby face. What you see is what you got with John Cena, right? Yes. Not with Roman. Roman in his mind is bigger than everything else. He has taken on this burden of not being just the greatest champion, but to to being a God to his family and to the WWE universe. Think about that burden that Brando took upon himself in Apocalypse Now. That's what Roman is doing. And I'm not quite sure that now is the time And they have not, they've been very, very careful with the words they have been using in these promos of not tipping their cap. Obviously, Cody has not spoke the word guarantee, but I'll be damned last night after I saw the look in in Heyman's eyes when he was doing that backstage interview, I didn't say to myself, Roman ain't losing. the the whole passing of the torch thing that you guys vehemently disagreed with me on, like after watching that rivals, like when, when, when Rocky beat Hogan at WrestleMania and, and Hogan raised Rocky's hand, I knew that was a passing of the torch moment because of the, because of what had happened in the ring. When, when, when Brock and Roman had their rivalry, I knew that Roman didn't get the past torch uh, didn't get the torch passed to him roman took the torch from brock cuz brock ain't given you the torch you're going to have to take it and watching those wars i felt like that that uh, roman had earned it and taken it and that's why we're seeing this version of roman reigns because of the wars that he went through with brock lesnar because you don't become grizzled and hardened and smarter and more mature just by happenstance, you gotta be in the ring with a guy like Brock for this to happen to get to this level. That was a passing of the torch. Prancing out John, John Cena just calling Cody out and going, and ladies and gentlemen, Cody Rhodes, and here's a handshake and a hand raise and a hug and a whisper in your ear. It just to, to me it's it was not as impactful. It's not as strong. I'm a Cody fan. I'm a Cody supporter. I always have
1: been. This is not personal. This is business. As a wrestling fan, you know it's hard. All the blood, the sweat, the tears, the chairs. It's a hard day out there. And do you know what tastes incredible after a hard day in the ring? A Mike's Hard Lemonade. You get all hot and bothered, and then you can cool off with an ice-cold hard lemonade. Since day one, Mike's Hard Lemonade has been making lemonade the hard way. They take three kinds of lemons, all hand-picked from Family Farms, and cold-press them to create a taste like no other. They choose to do things the hard way because they know hard days deserve a hard lemonade. That's why for 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. Find now in store, Mike's is hard, so is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium malt beverage with flavors, Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois.
0: The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble.
1: A hell yeah. We are full speed on the road to WrestleMania. This is Dave LaGrecca, host of Busted Open, a serious XM podcast. Join me and the Busted Open team every day for the best pro wrestling talk on the planet. It's all leading up to WrestleMania in L.A., where Busted Open will be coming to you live April 1st from the iconic Whiskey A Go-Go in Hollywood. To find out how you can join, stay tuned to Busted Open or on Twitter at Busted Open Radio. Download Busted Open every afternoon on the SXM app or wherever you get your podcasts. And let's bring in somebody that, Mark, I know you're a big fan of. I'm a big fan of. And I think history is going to be made on Saturday at Stand and Deliver. And let's bring in somebody who will be challenging Braun Breaker for that NXT championship, Mr. Carmelo Hayes. Sir, how are you today? What's going
4: on, guys? Hey, good to be back on the show, man. Thank you for having me back on.
2: Man, you're you're a credit to pro wrestling. Um, I've seen you before. We we spoke briefly in, in passing. Yep. But, um, like even since, uh, the first time I met you, uh, a, a, a couple of years ago, man, you have drastically improved and, Thank you. uh, I wanted to be able to say that to you, uh, in person. So hopefully on Saturday, I'll be able to pull up on you and, and, yes. um, and, and, and give you your flowers in person. But for right now, um, what What is the thing that drives you? Because I know you, you got a lot on your plate, but but what drives well, Carmelo Hayes?
4: Uh, I don't know. I think I just want to get to the top, to the top of the NXT, and then slowly by that point get to the top of the main roster. Uh, I think when I came in, a lot of people know the story of when I came in and I talked to Sean, I told him I want to be a top guy, you know, just because Coming in on my side, seeing a lot of guys at that cruiserweight level. I did not want to be a cruiserweight. I did not want to be, you know, typecasted as a as a small guy. Uh, I wanted to be a top guy. I wanted to be a locker room leader. I wanted to be somebody who was going to be the champion to, to hold it down on the brand. So uh, that's what drives me. But I find a new drive every couple months. You know, every couple months I find something else that drives me. It makes me want to, you know, perfect my craft. I want to get better in the ring. I want to get better on promos. I want to get better as a leader in the locker room, want to get better as a leader in the PC. So many different things drive me, but I couldn't just pick up pinpoint just one thing.
1: You know, Carmelo, you've been on this show a couple of times and, yeah. you know, I've said before, you know, NXT North American championship twice, you know, the NXT cruiserweight <laughs> championship, the one championship that you haven't been able to obtain is that NXT championship that the, the, the big one. And, You have said that obviously your goal is to get to the main roster, but you said Mm -hmm. that you wouldn't be satisfied with your NXT run if you were not able to capture this NXT championship. Saturday is your opportunity. You're going to be in the ring with Braun Breaker for that NXT championship. It's probably one of the biggest shows ever for NXT. WrestleMania weekend, uh, Crypto Arena, you know, exclusively live on Peacock. Talk about this opportunity you're getting on Saturday.
4: Uh, it's going to be my first time going to L.A. So the fact that I'm going to L.A. reinventing in the Crypto.com arena for the NSC Championship against Brown Breaker is crazy to me. It still hasn't even set in yet. It's probably going to set in when I get on the plane or when I touch down in L.A. Uh, but, man, it's just so cool. But I'm not letting it, you know, I'm not letting it get get to me. Uh, I'm just focused on the prize, man. I really you see me just...
2: smiling. You see it's me crazy. smiling. Don't party until afterwards.
4: So I said that, like, I've heard, I heard somebody, I think Cena said something about, like, it's always a business trip. You know, when you're in WrestleMania mode or WrestleMania season, it's a business trip. So, like, I just got my head on straight, man. I got my priorities straight. Uh, I'm focused on the goal, which is to get to stand and deliver. There's so much, you know, Mark, you know, while Mania coming up and stuff. There's so many things that are probably going to be distracting. Uh, But I refuse to be distracted. I refuse to take my eye off the prize, man. I'm going straight into uh, stand and deliver. The best version of myself. Well, I'm...
2: Carmelo, I'm going to give you the professional Please. Um, tour. And the first thing you do, get checked in and everything. We already did ours. Bully, his, his all going to be about alcohol. Mine is going to be all about food. But for the, the, the professional wrestler that's coming in to do the job like you're going to go and, and win that title is you got to go to Venice. And go to Venice Goals Gym, the original Goals. You go get you a good workout, get you a good sweat, see where pumping iron was and, you know, that kind of thing. And okay. then there's a little uh, restaurant right next door called Firehouse. It's where okay. all the guys have been going for, you know, 30, 40 years. And okay. uh, we share these things. Go get you something needed at the Firehouse. And then um, – there's a um, if you ask Rick Menzer who is the head of the goals out there there's a, Charles Glass is a professional trainer he also has a, a professional sports masseuse and it's pricey it's 175 bucks for the art you know uh, deep tissue massage we get you a deep tissue massage so you 100% ready to go <laughs> and then you go to your room and you chill until it's time to whoop his ass. That's all you – that's that's the professional way of going to work. Uh, but, you know, Receive. when we get off the air, I'm going to tell you the unprofessional way. As soon as you yeah, get
4: yeah. done,
1: I will let Absolutely. you know where to go.
4: <laughs> Receive. Receive. I appreciate that, OG. Thank you.
1: Um, All Carmelo, right. let's get into the match that you're having on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Talk about talk about Braun Breaker. I mean, obviously he's made his presence known on NXT. He's the champion. Uh, but to me, you're the reason why I tune into NXT each and every Tuesday on USA. You're to me you know, you have Braun Breaker, is, who is like the quintessential pro wrestler. But you're more of the star. You're the wrestler in the ring, but you're also the entertainer. This is a clash of different styles. You guys obviously compete in different ways. Like, just break down a little bit Braun Breaker before this big matchup on Saturday.
4: First, I gotta say I do have respect for Brown Breaker. Uh, a lot of times I go into my matches and I just break down my opponents and I'm just disrespectful. But Brown's one of the guys that I do have respect for. Him and our boys we were tight when we first started this whole thing. But uh, I just feel like he's never been in the ring with somebody like me. I just think I'm just a hybrid of everything. Uh, I think Braun, a lot of people say, "Ah, oh, man, Melo, you got how you going to beat Braun? How you going to beat Braun? But, like, how is Braun going to beat Carmelo Hayes, man? I'm the one to beat uh, if you look at this match. Uh, if he can beat me, that's the real test. If he really is that guy, I'm the only guy that he hasn't beat. Uh, there's so many comparisons between us as far as our careers go. I mean, both of us got the ball so early. You know, they said, hey, you guys are the guys. Like, let's see if you guys can carry the ball. And, and, and we carried it through thick and thin. And we talked about this, Dave, like uh, everybody wanted to see 2.0 fail. Everybody wanted to see 2.0 fail. But the two names that kept coming out of the 2.0 era were Brown Breaker and Carmelo Hayes. Um, So I like the fact that we hadn't had that showdown yet. I think this is the perfect time to have that showdown in L.A. for this championship, Um, the biggest show that we're going to do. So uh, it's really just the parallels that I can talk about between the both of us. So um, more than that, you know, I'm I'm just just focused on getting in the sand and delivering just giving my best with Bron. Carmelo,
2: we we just talked about Charlotte Flair and her uh the legacy that she's under with her father. Uh Ooh. Bron has got a legacy uh with his father and his uncle. And uh some people hate on that. Um, do you find it uh that there's any kind of nepotism or do you feel like that he's earned every stripe that he's gotten? And what are you gonna do to put him in his
4: place? You know, I don't even think about those type of things man i don't even I don't think about any advantage or disadvantage that anybody that comes through you know the business or anything at all There's people that come from athletic backgrounds that that get you know straight put right into onto t v you know but I don't look at those type of things because everybody you know if you're here, you're here you're you know you're starting from scratch. It doesn't really matter what you did before that. Um, and like I said earlier, man, when they give you the ball, they give you the ball. So it's like one way or another, you got to run that. So if you can run it, you know, respect because it's not easy to run regardless if you came from from that or not. So, like, for that reason alone, man, respect the brawn I don't really look at it like, oh, your, your uncle this, your uncle that or, you know, your dad that or whatever. Um, But, you know, as far as putting Braun in this place, there's really, you know, no way better way to do it than to just show up and show out and do what I do, man. I'm not changing anything about my game. Uh, You know, I've been like that. I've been that good since I got to 2.0. I've just been continuing to get better. So there's nothing I need to change, man. He he needs to adjust to me, if anything. He needs to adjust his style to, to Carmelo. Yeah, and I said that and I mean that.
1: You know, Carmelo, when I look at this card on Saturday for Stand and Deliver, again, it's available on Peacock, exclu- exclusively live on Peacock on Saturday. When I yeah. look at this, look at all these matches that are going to take place at Stand and Deliver, and there's some big matches, and like you said, I know you're proud of this brand. I know you're proud of NXT 2.0. Like you said, it got some criticism early on, but I think it's really shown how great this roster is. How proud are you of this roster? How proud are you of your teammates that have really carried this brand over the last six to seven months?
4: Yeah, no, I mean, it's a huge sense of pride uh, just because of the fact that I remember the day of 2.0, I remember coming in on the black and gold era right on that tail end, man. just being a little young guy, like, just, man, oh, I hope I can get a spot. I hope I can do my job and, and do my part. And then now all the weight was on, you know, my shoulders, on Braun's shoulders, on a couple of Grayson Waller's shoulders. You know, there's was, was a lot of weight put on us. Uh, but just to see where it's at now and just to see people now kind of, like, giving us the price that we deserve. Because there's some good stuff on there, man. I talked to you guys about it last time. You know, it's a little mix. You got to get new people on TV. But then at the same time, you got guys having bangers. You know what I mean? Guys yeah. really putting it down. So I'm extremely proud, and that's why I, like, I feel like I've earned, and I won't use the word deserved, but I've earned that spot in the main event against Braun Breaker for that NXT championship because of all the hard work that I put in to get there.
2: Carmella, there's been a lot of people coming back to NXT. You see the yeah. uh, Kofi came back, and you yeah. see Apollo, and you see um, Johnny Gargano, and the list goes on. Of of guys that were on the main roster and are on the main roster coming back, yeah. um, you have held your own uh, against everybody that's come there. That mentioned your name, like nobody mentioned your name without putting some respect on it. Um, is there any animosity that you've seen from people down there about the uh, the guys coming down there, or people looking at them as targets?
4: I think targets, I mean, I, there's no animosity on my end. I mean, I'm so focused on me, so that's that's probably why. But uh, when guys come down, so I, but it's true. It's true, and I'm not just saying that because it sounds good. It's so it's so true. I'm really just focused on what I'm doing. But when they come down, it's like, okay, bet, like, you're coming down here. You're coming on my turf now. Now it's like, okay, well, let's see what's really good. It's like I uh, I had a conversation with somebody, and they were like, uh, I, I'll tell you who. It was Cody. He's like, oh, you know, I'd love to come down there. I said, no, 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 don't come down here. I was like, let me come up there. Like, what you coming down here for? Like, let me come up. <laughs> like, yeah, you know what I'm
2: saying? I was like, nah, yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: Up. But that's how I move, man. That's how I think. So uh, all those guys coming down, like, you know, I appreciate y'all coming down and giving us a couple more viewers, but we don't need you. Like, I'm holding it down. Like, I'll do my thing. You know what I mean? Just, I'll love see it. you, you know, I'll come down here. But, you know, I encourage that. That's those a guys G. look I You know what I'm saying, Mark? Like, if guys want to come down, please. But, like, this is my territory, and this is my turf, and you're going to go back up, and you're going to remember my name.
1: Woo! I love it. I love it, Carmelo. And, again, uh, Stand and Deliver coming up this Saturday, April 1st, at the Crypto.com Arena in L.A., but you can watch it exclusively live on Peacock. I got one more question for for you, Carmelo, and that is this. Like, I know how much this championship means to you, and I know you've – like you said – You don't deserve it. You've earned it. And I love hearing that from you because you hear those chants, you deserve it. But you know what? You've earned this opportunity on Saturday. I'm just going to throw this scenario out to you. Now, you know, my money is on you beating Braun Breaker and becoming NXT champion. But let's just say you miss this opportunity, you lose the match to Braun, but then you get called up to the main roster to be a part of this main roster, whether it be Raw or SmackDown. Are you happy or are you still feel like, man, I wish I can get a little more time because I know I have enough in me to become NXT champion?
4: Oh, that's good. Yeah, no, I mean, shoot, man. The answer is I don't need that championship. I feel like I'm what that championship needs. If anybody's going to be the guy, and I said this before. This is something I said before. This is not, you know, this is not new. Like, I don't need the NXT championship to be Carmelo Hayes. You know what I mean? I feel like if I have that NXT championship, the things that I can do with it is going to surpass anything that Braun, respectfully or disrespectfully, anything that Braun Breaker did with it. And that's really what my goal was. You know, I want to yeah. take that and I want to take NXT to the next level and take it to heights that it hasn't been before and coming out of that 2.0 era uh, where it had like a stink on it. You know what I mean? I want to take it to like that respective Era of oh man, that's that's an NXT champion right there. That guy's putting out freaking bangers. That guy, that guy's holding it down. I don't want no, you know, excuses, oh, uh, you know, he was chosen, he was this, he was that. It's like, nah, that guy freaking should be that champion. But you know, if, if that if in the case that, you know, I'm not NXT champion after Saturday, uh, when one door closes, another door opens and, and I know that whatever door it is 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 gonna be bright as hell. So I'm I'm just you know, open to whatever.
1: And and Kamail, I mean, it's it's you, it's Braun Breaker, Zoe Stark, Gigi Dolan, I mean, Wesley. The list goes on and on. Yeah. Uh, the superstars that are on this roster makes each and every Tuesday night live on yeah. USA worth watching, and you can't miss it. And I can't miss Stand and Deliver coming up this Saturday at the Crypto dot com Arena, and again, live exclusively on Peacock. Carmelo. Uh, I'm a fan of yours. I can't wait to see this main event on Saturday because you've earned it, my friend. You've earned it, Carmelo. Thank you, Carmelo. Thank you, man. Appreciate that. Awesome. I'm Jake Mintz.
0: And I'm Jordan Schusterman, and we are the hosts of Baseball BarbaCast. There are 30 teams in Major League Baseball, and thankfully Jordan and I are going to tell you about every single one of them. Someone has to do it and that's going to be us. season preview season is here and we're going three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And you can download the baseball barbacast on the SXM app available with all of our trials and popular plans or
1: subscribe wherever you get your podcast. That's B-A-R-B cast. And one of the great storylines that the WWE has given us, it's really like storyline one, a storyline one B—and And, and that is the storyline between Ray And Dom. And then the involvement with Rhea Ripley. And this is a match that we're going to see play out. And Rey Mysterio and Dom Mysterio, we don't know which night it's going to be. I don't think they made that announcement which night we're going to see this one. But this match between Rey and Dom, we knew it was going to happen. It was just a matter of when was it going to be announced. Well, it's official. And it's relatable. Dom Mysterio has more heat than any other wrestler in the company right now. I don't think there's anybody that gets booed as much as Dom. And you know what? The conversation not that long ago, Bully, was about is Dom ready? How good is he in the ring? Throw all that shit out the window because Dom is playing this as perfectly as somebody can play it. He's the asshole, smart ass kid that thinks he knows more than his Hall of Fame father. And at what and at a time when the family should be as close as close could be, at a time when they should be celebrating Rey Mysterio's accomplishments, having a beautiful ceremony, you know, on SmackDown or after Smackdown at the Hall of Fame the night before WrestleMania. It couldn't be further away from the truth because of Dom. And and Bully, this is one of the matches I can't wait to see at WrestleMania this weekend. He told his mother to shut up, and he told his father that he wished
3: Eddie Guerrero was his dad. Man, oh man. So, so simple. And that's why you're hearing the boos that are raining down throughout the arena. On Dominic Mysterio, they're sweetening the pot a little bit for him too. But who cares? Yeah, they turned up the
1: volume a little bit. I don't care. Yeah. It doesn't bother pump me. Pump up the volume. Pump up pump the volume. Up the volume dance, Damn. But it doesn't bother me, bully, because it adds to the story. You were telling a story
3: earlier about how your brother mouthed off to your mother, and how your father cracked him one. Yep. Everybody can relate to this in some whether it happened to them, whether they, whether they were the child who mouthed off to their mom and dad, or were they with the parent who took care of the child who mouthed off, you know, to the other parent. Whatever it is, relate ability. It's so so simple, and that's why it's working. And that's why last week on SmackDown, when Ray came over and popped Dominic in the mouth, the place exploded. Relatable reactions. I can just see people at home who were watching that wanting to get out of their chair and smack Dominic Mysterio in the mouth themselves. Remember the one caller that we had from California um, uh, Spanish uh, guy who talked about how, you know, he took offense to what was going on with Ray and Dominic because as a, a Spanish man, Latino man coming up in a a same family structure. He's like, you don't talk to that. Talk like that to your elders. You don't talk like that to your your mother, your father, your aunts, and your uncles, or you get handled. So, and then Dom speaking in Spanish in the you know Phoenix crowd last night. I I loved all that. Yes, Dom looking more and more like Eddie every day with his haircut. When Eddie had the long hair, Eddie had the long framed out mullet good shit, man. Let me ask you this. Do you I don't know think- how, I don't, I don't know how like, like there, there's, if, if you want to turn around and say, yeah, it's really not my cup of tea. I prefer, uh, I prefer, you know, a, a good, uh, you know, Danielson versus Omega 60 minute Ironman. Oh, okay. I, I get it. You, you might not, th- this story might not be your particular cup of tea, but to say it sucks or you don't like it or Dom's not ready, people like that can go away. Yeah. When, when you're when you're bagging on a guy, who, a young kid like a Dom who's getting reactions, what's he doing wrong? Tell, yeah. tell me, what, can, can, can he get better? Yes, but he's a puppy. He's like 24, 25 years old. He's going to get better. Nobody is great at 24, 25 years, up, years old. Okay, yes, MJF is really freaking good. But how many MJFs are there in the world? Dominic's doing a fantastic job. Keep it up, Dominic. Thumbs up from Uncle Bubba. You got a great teacher in your dad. he He's a sponge from what I understand. He's learning very well. The whole family's involved. They're checking all of the boxes with this story.
1: Oh my god! And bully, how about the fact that they go to social media, like all those videos of like them coming to the house on Thanksgiving, showing up on Christmas, you know, on Valentine's Day at the restaurant? Like that—that that was amazing because that—that didn't—that didn't originate from Raw. Or SmackDown that originated from social media and made it as real as real could be. They have, like you said, they have checked all the boxes with this storyline and and bully. I don't know. Again, this is one of those matches. I don't know what's going to happen at WrestleMania. Does Dom does Dom uh, feel differently? Does Does Dom change his mood or his mind after seeing his father get inducted into the Hall of Fame? Does does Rey win? Does Dom win? Is this Rey Mysterio's last match? You know, is this the last we see of Rey Mysterio? I mean, I, I really don't know what's going to... Isn't that the beauty of it all? When you don't know what's going to happen? I honestly don't know what's going to happen in this match.
3: Rey Mysterio should beat the shit out of his son. His son should beg for Mercy. Dominic should low blow Ray and roll him up. One, two, three, and get the hell out of Dodge. At the end of the day, Ray is not going to want to hurt his son. He's going to want to teach his son a lesson. So smack your kid around a little bit, teach him the lesson. And then when Dom begs off and says, daddy, I'm sorry, whether he says it in English or in Spanish, calls him daddy. I'm sorry, Daddy, I was wrong, but, you know, blah, blah, blah. Whatever he's going to say, Ray's going to have that moment when he lets his guard down and he looks at Dom and he sees the same little boy that was running around in the ring, you know, 20 years ago. And the minute he lets his guard down, that's when Dominic should kick him in the balls, roll him up, get the one, two, three, and then get the hell out of Dodge. It's that simple.
1: It. Busted open as part of the Sirius XM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Open Trial to start your free trial today. SiriusXM Podcasts.